Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, welcome <clears throat> to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in the Haven, which is located in Hive, Kent, southeast south <clears throat> England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. And we're here with our guests again. Thank you very much for coming. Thank you. Uh, we hope you're all out there uh, safe and well and happy and we hope that this daily readings is helping you to stay there. Hare Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam Mahima Stotram by Srila Sanatana Goswami is the most beautiful glorification of the Srimad Bhagavatam at least in such a short uh, uh, stotra that I've ever heard. It goes like this Sarva Shastrabdi Piyusha, Sarva Vedaika Satpala, Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja, Sarva Lokaika Drikprada. O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths. You are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kali Dvandoditaditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You, can, you are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who were supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna himself. Marekabando matsangin, madguro man mahadana, manisadagamad bhagya, mad anhandanamostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu saduta dayin. Atini chochata kara, Hanamun chakadatin mam, Premna ritkatayokskura. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya 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 So we've reached the ninth chapter the fourth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam 
and mm. we're hearing a beautiful uh, description of the uh, the atmosphere uh, in the place where Dhruva became pure. pure. We'll start from text 64 and we're going to finish this chapter very soon. We're, we're almost finished with this chapter. This is actually a, a description of the city of the Dhruva Maharaj returned to. <clears throat> there were emerald staircases which led to lakes full of variously colored lotus flowers and lilies and swans, karandavas, chakravakas, cranes and similar other valuable birds were visible in those lakes. Purport. It appears <clears throat> that not only was the palace surrounded by compounds and gardens with varieties of trees, <clears throat> but there were small man-made lakes also where the water was full of many-colored lotus flowers and lilies. And to get down to the lakes, there were staircases made of valuable jewels such as emeralds. <clears throat> By the beautifully positioned garden houses, there were many luxurious birds, such as swans, chakravakas, karandabas, and cranes. These birds generally do not live in filthy places like crows do. The atmosphere of the city was very healthy and beautiful. It can, it can be simply imagined from its description. Text 65. The saintly king, Uttanapad, hearing of the glory, glorious deeds of Dhruva Maharaj and personally seeing how influential and great he was, felt very satisfied, for Dhruva's activities were wonderful to the same degree. Purport. When Dhruva Maharaj was in the forest executing his austerities, his father, Uttanapad heard everything about his wonderful activities. Although Dhruva Maharaj was the son of a king and was only five years old, he went to the forest and executed devotional service under strict austerity. Therefore his acts were all wonderful. And when he came back home, naturally, because of his spiritual qualifications, he became very popular amongst the citizens. He must have performed many wonderful activities by the grace of the Lord. No one is more satisfied than the father of a person who is credited with glorious activities. Maharaj Uttanapad was not an ordinary king. He was a Rajarshi, a saintly king. Formerly this earth was ruled by one saintly king only. Kings were trained to become saintly. Therefore, they had no other concern than the welfare of the citizens. These saintly kings were properly trained and as mentioned in Bhagavad Gita also, 
the science of God or the yoga system of devotional service known as Bhagavad Gita was spoken to the saintly king of the sun planet and gradually it descended through the Chatriya kings who were generated from the sun and the moon. If the head of the government is saintly, certainly the citizens become saintly. And if they are happy because both their spiritual and physical needs and they are very happy because both their spiritual and physical needs and hankerings are satisfied. Text 66 When, after concentration, King Uttanapad saw that Dhruva Maharaj was suitably mature to take charge of the kingdom and that his ministers were agreeable and the citizens were also very fond of him, he enthroned Dhruva as the emperor of this planet. Purport Although it is misconceived that formerly the monarchical government was autocratic, from the description of this verse it appears that not only was King Uttanapad a Rajarshi, but before installing his beloved son Dhruva on the throne of the empire of the world, he consulted his ministerial officers, considered the opinion of the public, and also personally examined Dhruva's character. Then the king installed him on the throne to take charge of the affairs of the world. When a Vaishnava king like Dhruva Maharaj is the head of the government of the entire world, the world is so happy that it is not possible to imagine or describe. Even now, if people would all become Krishna conscious, the democratic government, the democratic government of the present day would be exactly like the kingdom of heaven. If all the people became Krishna conscious, they would vote for persons in the category of Dhruva Maharaj. If the post of chief executive were occupied by such a Vaishnava, all the problems of the satanic government would be solved. The youthful generation of the present day is very enthusiastic in trying to overthrow the government in different parts of the world. But unless people are Krishna conscious, like Dhruva Maharaj, there will be no appreciable changes in government because people who hanker to attain political position by hook or by crook cannot think of the welfare of the people. They are only busy to keep their position of prestige and monetary gain. They have very little time to think of the welfare of the citizens. Text 67 After considering his advanced age and deliberating on the welfare of his spiritual self, King Uttanapad detached himself from worldly affairs and entered the forest. Purport This is the sign of a Rajarshi. King Uttanapad was very opulent and was emperor of the world, and these attachments were certainly very great. Modern politicians are not as great as kings like Maharaj Uttanapad, 
but because they get some political power for some days, they become so much attached to their positions that they never retire unless they are removed from their posts by cruel death or killed by some opposing political party. It is within our experience that the politicians in India do not quit their positions until death. This is not the practice in olden days, as is evident from the behavior of King Upanapad. Immediately after installing his worthy son, Dhruva Maharaj, on the throne, he left his home and palace. There are hundreds and thousands of instances like this in which kings in their mature age would give up their kingdoms and go to the forest to practice austerity. Practice of austerity is the main business of human life. As Maharaj Dhruva practiced austerity in his early age, his father, Maharaj Uttanapad, in his old age, also practiced austerity in the forest. In modern days, however, it is not possible to give up one's home and go to the forest to practice austerity. But if people of all ages would take shelter of the Krishna consciousness movement and practice the simple austerities of no illicit sex, no intoxication, no gambling, and no meat-eating, and chant Hare Krishna mantra regularly, 16 rounds, by this practical method, it would be a very easy task to get salvation from this material world. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the fourth canto, ninth chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam, entitled, Dhruva Maharaj Returns Home. All glories to Dhruva Maharaj and all glories to his influence on his father, Uttanabad, and his kingdom, Hare Krishna. Okay, moving right into chapter 10. Maharaja's fight, Dhruva Maharaja's fight with the Yakshas. Text 1. <clears throat> the great sage Maitreya said, The great sage Maitreya said, My dear Vidura, thereafter Dhruva Maharaj married the daughter of Prajapati Shishumar, whose name was Brahmi, and the two and two sons named Kalpa and Vatsara were born of her. Purport. It appears that Dhruva Maharaj married after being installed on the throne of his father and after the departure of his father to the forest for self-realization. It is very important to note in this connection that since Maharaj Uttanapad was greatly affectionate towards his son, and since it is the duty of the father to get his sons and daughters married as quickly as possible, why did he not get his son married before he left home? The answer is that Maharaj Uttanapad was a Rajarshi, saintly king, although he was busy in his political affairs and duties of government management, he was very anxious for self-realization. Therefore, as soon as his son Dhruva Maharaj was quite worthy 
to take charge of the government. He took this opportunity to leave home, just like his son, who, without fear, left, for, left home for self-realization, even at the age of five years. These are rare instances from which we can see that the importance of spiritual realization is above all other important work. Maharaj Uttanapad knew very well that to get his son Dhruva Maharaj married was not so important that it should take preference to his going away to the forest for self-realization. Text 2 <clears throat> The greatly powerful Dhruva Maharaj had another wife named Ila who was the daughter of the demigod Vayu. By her he begot a son named Utkala and a very beautiful daughter. Text 3 Dhruva Maharaja's youngest brother, Uttama, who was still unmarried, once went on a hunting excursion and was killed by a powerful yaksha in the Himalaya mountains. Along with him, his mother Suruchi also followed the path of her son. She died. Text 4 When Dhruva Maharaj heard of the killing of his brother Uttama by the Yakshas in the Himalaya mountains. Being overwhelmed with lamentation and anger, he got on his chariot and went out for victory over the city of the Yakshas, Alakapuri. Purport Dhruva Maharaja's becoming angry, overwhelmed with grief and envious of the enemies is not incompatible with his position as a great devotee. It is, it is a misunderstanding that a devotee should not be angry, envious, or overwhelmed by lamentation. Dhruva Maharaj was the king, and when his, father, when his brother was unceremoniously killed, it was his duty to take revenge against the Yakshas from the Himalayas. Text 5 Dhruva Maharaj went to the northern direction of the Himalayan range. In a valley, he saw a city full of ghostly persons who were followers of Lord Shiva. Purport In this verse, it is stated that the Yakshas are more or less devotees of Lord Shiva. By this indication, the Yakshas may be taken to be the Himalaya tribes, like the Tibetans. Text 6 Maitri continued, My dear Vidura, as soon as Dhruva Maharaj reached Alakapuri, he immediately blew his conch shell, and the sound reverberated throughout the entire sky and in every direction. The wives of the Yakshas became very much frightened. From their eyes it was apparent that they were full of anxiety. Text 7 O hero Vidura, the greatly powerful heroes of the Yakshas, unable to tolerate the resounding vibration of the conch shell of Dhruva Maharaj, came forth from their city with weapons and attacked Dhruva. Text 8 Dhruva Maharaj, who was a great charioteer and certainly a great bowman also, 
immediately began to kill them by simultaneously discharging arrows three at a time. Text 9. When the heroes of the Yakshas saw that all their heads were being th thus threatened by Dhruva Maharaj, they could very easily understand their awkward position and they concluded that it would be, they would certainly be defeated. But as heroes, they lauded the action of Dhruva. Purport. This spirit of fighting in a sporting attitude is very significant in this verse. The Yakshas were severely attacked. Dhruva Maharaj was their enemy. But still, upon witnessing the wonderful, heroic acts of Dhru Maharaj Dhruva, they were very pleased with him. This straightforward appreciation of an enemy's prowess is a characteristic of real Kshatriya spirit. Text 10 Just like serpents who cannot tolerate being trampled upon by anyone's feet, the Yakshas being intolerant of the wonderful prowess of Dhruva Maharaj threw twice as many arrows, six from each of their soldiers, and thus they very valiantly exhibited their prowess. Text 11-12 The Yaksha soldiers were 130,000 strong, all greatly angry and all desiring to defeat the wonderful activities of Dhruva Maharaj. With full strength, they showered upon Maharaj Dhruva, along with his chariot and charioteer, various types of feathered arrows, parigas, iron bludgeons, nistringshas, swords, parasashulas, tridents, paravashvas, parashwadas, lances, shaktis, pikes, ristis, spears, and brushundi and Bhushundi weapons. Text 13 Dhruva Maharaj, completely covered by an incessant shower of weapons, just as a mountain is covered by incessant rainfall. Again, Dhruva Maharaj was completely covered by an incessant shower of weapons, just as a mountain is covered by an incessant rainfall. Purport Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur points out in this connection that although Dhruva Maharaj was covered by the incessant arrows of the enemy, this does not mean that he succumbed in the battle. The example of a mountain peaks being covered by incessant rain is just suitable, for when a mountain is covered by incessant rain, all dirty things are washed from the body of the mountain. Similarly, the incessant shower of arrows from the enemy gave Dhruva Maharaj new vigor to defeat them. In other words, whatever incompetency he might have had was washed away. Text 14 All the Siddhas from the higher planetary systems were observing the fight from the sky and when they saw that Dhruva Maharaj had been covered by the incessant arrows of the enemy, they roared tumultuously, the grandson of Manu, Dhruva, is now lost. They cried, 
that Dhruva Maharaj was just like the sun and now he had been he had set within the ocean of the Yakshas. Purport. In this verse in this verse the word manava is very significant. Generally this word is used to mean human being. Dhruva Maharaj is also described here as Manava. Not only is Dhruva Maharaj a descendant of Manu, but all human society descends from Manu. According to Vedic civilization, Manu is the lawgiver. Even today, Hindus in India follow the laws given by Manu. Everyone, therefore, in human society is a Manava or descendant from Manu. But Dhruva Maharaj is a distinguished Manava because he was a great devotee. The denizens of the planet Siddhaloka, where the residents can fly in the sky without airplanes, were anxious over Dhruva Maharaj's welfare in the battlefield. Srila Rupa Goswami says, therefore, that not only is a devotee well protected by the Supreme Lord, but all the demigods and even ordinary men are anxious for his security and safety. The comparison given here is that Dhruva Maharaj appeared to merge in the ocean of the Yakshas is also significant. When the sun sets on the horizon, it appears that the sun drowns in the ocean. But factually, the sun has no difficulty. Similarly, although Dhruva Maharaj appeared to drown in the ocean of the Yakshas, he had no difficulty. As the sun rises again in the course in, in due course at the end of night, so Dhruva Maharaj, although he might have been in difficulty, because after all, it was a fight, and in any fighting activities there are reverses, that did not mean that he was defeated. Text 15. The Yakshas, being temporarily victorious, exclaimed that they had conquered Dhruva Maharaj. But in the meantime, Dhruva Maharaj is suddenly, in the meantime, Dhruva, Dhruva's chariot suddenly appeared just as the sun suddenly appears from when foggy mist. Purport. Here Dhruva Maharaj is compared to the sun and the great assembly of the Akshas to foggy mist. Fog is insignificant in comparison with the sun. Although the sun is sometimes seen to be covered by fog, in fact, the sun cannot be covered by anything. Our eyes may be covered by a cloud, but the sun is never covered. By this comparison to the sun, the greatness of Dhruva Maharaj in all circumstances is affirmed. Text 16 Dhruva Maharaj's bow and arrows twanged and hissed, causing lamentation in the hearts of his, enemy, of his enemies. He began to shoot incessant arrows, shattering all their different weapons, just as the blasting wind scatters the assembled clouds in the sky. Text 17. The sharp arrows released from the bow of Dhruva Maharaj pierced the shields and bodies of the enemy, just like the thunderbolts released 
by the king of heaven, which dismantled the bodies of the mountains. Text 18 and 19. The great sage Maitreya continued, My dear Vidura, the heads of those who were cut to pieces by the arrows of Dhruva Maharaj were decorated very beautifully with earrings and turbans. The legs of their bodies were as beautiful as golden palm trees. Their arms were decorated with golden bracelets and armlets. And on their heads, there were very valuable helmets bedecked with gold. All these ornaments lying on the battlefield were very attractive and could bewilder the mind of a hero. Purport It appears that in those days, soldiers used to go to the battlefield highly decorated with golden ornaments and with helmets and turbans. And when they were dead, the booty was taken by the enemy party. Their falling dead in battle with their many golden ornaments dresses, ornamental dresses was certainly a lucrative opportunity for the heroes on the battlefield. Text 20 The remaining yakshas who somehow or other were not killed had their limbs cut to pieces by the arrows of the great warrior Dhruva Maharaj. Thus they began to flee just as elephants flee when defeated by a lion. Text 21 Dhruva Maharaj, the best of human beings, observed that in that great battlefield not one of the opposing soldiers was left standing with proper weapons. He then desired to see the city of Alakurpuri, Alakapuri, but he thought to himself, no one knows the plans of the mystic Yakshas. Text 22 In the meantime, while Dhruva Maharaj, doubtful of his mystic enemies, was talking with his charioteer, they heard a tremendous sound, as if the whole ocean were there, and they found that from the sky a great dust storm was coming over them from all directions. Text 23 Within a moment the whole sky was overcast with dense clouds and severe thundering was heard. There were glittering electric lightning. There was glittering electric lightning and severe rainfall. Text 24 My dear faultless Vidura, in that rainfall there was blood, mucus, pus, stool, urine, and marrow falling heavenly before Dhruva Maharaj. And there were trunks of bodies falling from the sky. Text 25 Next, a great mountain was visible in the sky, and from all directions hailstones fell, along with lances, clubs, swords, iron bludgeons, and great pieces of stone. Text 26 Dhruva Maharaj also saw many big serpents with angry eyes, vomiting forth fire and coming to devour him, along with groups of mad elephants, lions, and tigers. Text 27 Then, as if it were the time of the dissolution of the whole world, the fierce sea with foaming waves and great roaring sounds came forward before him. Text 28 
The demon yakshas are by nature very heinous and by their demoniac power of illusion they can create many strange phenomena to frighten one who is less intelligent. Text 29 When the great sages heard that Dhruva Maharaj was overpowered by the illusory tricks of the demons, they immediately assembled to offer him auspicious encouragement. Text 30 All the sages said, Dear Dhruva, O son of King Uttanapad, may the Supreme Personality of Godhead known as Shangadanwa, who relieves the distresses of his devotees, kill all your threatening enemies. The holy name of the Lord is as powerful as the Lord himself. Therefore, simply by chanting and hearing the holy name of the Lord, many men can be fully protected from fierce death without difficulty. Thus a devotee is saved. Purport the great rishis approached Dhruva Maharaj at a time when his mind was very perplexed due to the magical feats exhibited by the yakshas. A devotee is always protected by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. By his inspiration only the sages came to encourage Dhruva Maharaj and assure him that there was no danger because he was a soul fully surrendered to the Supreme Lord. By the grace of the Lord, if a devotee at the time of death can simply chant his holy name, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Simply by chanting this Mahamantra, he immediately surpasses the great ocean of the material sky and enters the spiritual sky he never has to come back for repetition of birth and death. Simply by chanting the holy name of the Lord, one can surpass the ocean of death. So, Dhruva Maharaj was certainly able to surpass the illusory magical feats of the yakshas, which for the time being disturbed his mind. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports to the fourth canto, tenth canto, fourth canto, tenth chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam entitled, Dhruva Maharaja's fight with the Yakshas. All glories to Dhruva Maharaja's powerful military accomplishments. All glories to the Yakshas power of illusion. Hare Krishna. And it's almost eight o'clock. We'll stop there and tomorrow night we'll begin with chapter eleven. In the meantime, we will simply wait in anticipation of the reflections of the assembled devotees. Hare Krishna, Dhruva Maharaj Ki Jai. Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all the assembled devotees. 
All glories to Sri the Prabhupada and Sriman Bhagavatam. Thank you very much for your undying uh, encouragement and the steadiness of your participation in the daily readings. And from Ananda Murti. Yes, Ananda Murti. Dear Guru Maharaj and all assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you so much for daily readings of Srila Prabhupada books. And thank you for being there also very regularly. At the same time you raise your family and work and distribute books. I don't know how you do it all, but more power to you and continue it to do it, please. From Rati Manjari? Yes, Rati Manjari. Haribo. Jai Guru Maharaj. My North Star lighting the road of bhakti. Hare Krishna. Thank you for your gravity and devotion. Hare Krishna. Thanks for your encouragement. It's always appreciated. So there were wonderful points being made, especially in the first part. Uh, how Dhruva Maharaj became the king of the world was described and how is the, the saintly king Uttanabad this is in the beginning of the universe try to understand this is you know Brahma created Swayambhuvamanu in the beginning of the universe Swayambhuvamanu's son was Uttanabad and Dhruva was the son of Uttanabad so it's just you know, three generations into the universe. So these are all very fascinating uh, accounts of the way the universe unfolded. And anyone who is honest, and any, everyone wants to know these kinds of things. You know, people are interested in their forefathers, and their, their generational, you know, where they came from, Everyone, they have websites now where you can just plug in your name and it'll tell you your, your, your descendants, if possible. So this should fascinate the devotees, actually. And just by that fascination, they become purified. Because the sound vibration is pure. And it's very powerful. And then how Dhruva, who became so saintly, with, by his austerities you know took such extreme measures because he was the king it's the king's duty Prabhupada said if the king isn't willing to use danda to actually um, chastise enemies and rogues and thieves then he shouldn't be king so in this way we learn more about the the spectrum of uh, qualities that Vaishnavas, pure Vaishnavas have, depending on their position in the Varnashram system. And then, Uttanapada goes to the forest, <laughs> just like Dhruva Maharaj went to the forest at five years old. He was a saintly king. He was called a Rajarshi. So he knew it was time to go to the forest 
and perfect his life. And the point that I really appreciated was how it describes that the king is actually a pure Vaishnava. All he thinks about is how is the, is the comfort of the citizens, the care of the citizens. Can you imagine what's going on now in Ukraine, Russia? They don't care a fig. This person doesn't care a fig for the lives of all these people. So this is what happens when somebody wants becomes so covered by illusion that it forgets that even the citizens of his country should be cared for like a father. It's only cold and cold and hard, you know, what's in it for me and what makes us great. They don't care. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you, Maharaj. Um, yeah, the one aspect or a marker of King Uttanapad's uh, um, attraction to self-realization was that he left before marrying his mm -hmm. son. And that's such a huge thing in India. Big thing. I mean, this is... What to speak of India so many years ago. Yes. Yes, yes definitely. And then, um, yeah, that was also interesting how Drew Maharaj exhibited these qualities. Uh, and Srila Prabhupada says that it was not incompatible with yes. his position as a great devotee. Exactly. There was grief and there was uh, anger. As All the emotions. As you said, as a kshatriya, he had a full yeah. uh, right, as to say, yeah. to... And then also this example there was later on how the Yakshas were so covering him like the cloud covering the sun. And uh, from our point of view, it seems like the cloud actually was able to cover the sun, like today in uh, yep. uh, here. Uh, yep. we, we couldn't see sun so we could say yeah clouds cover the sun but actually sun is never covered and there's no even comparison to because uh, actually clouds depend on the sun they even yes. form on the sun yes absolutely So and you go up in an airplane and there it is clean day yes, yeah. yes. Hare, Krishna. Hare Krishna thank you Dravidaran just has something to say. Even though we read it many times in the fourth chapter of uh, Gita. Even though we read it many <coughs> times in the fourth chapter of Gita, it only now occurred to me that Parampara in those days was passed through the kings, the mm. Kshatriyas, which is unusual nowadays. It's impossible nowadays. <laughs> Not just unusual. Was it what was it that Prabhupada said? It isn't so important the style of management. It's a very interesting statement that Prabhupada made because usually he especially in the, in the end of his pastimes, he encouraged the uh, idea that we should 
create the Varnashram system so that we have a peaceful atmosphere so we can, we can everyone think of Krishna. But at the same time, uh, mm. he's, he's, he's mentioning that even the de- democratic system, if the person's in charge is a pure devotee, then the, the world will run in a way properly because he'll care about the citizens. Now it's just all, every man for themselves, including the king. Therefore, Prabhupada was so adamant in Bhakti Siddhanta also in Saraswati Thakur and Bhakti Murtak was so adamant that Krishna consciousness must be spread all over the world. That was Lord Chaitanya's prediction. And it is happening. We may think it's, it's, it's how much is it? But it's only been 50, 60 years since it started. In 50, 60 years, it's really huge what, what, what's happened so far. How many people are chanting Hare Krishna now? How many people know about Krishna? It's incredible. So give it 5,000 more years. and Let's see what it's like then. And in the meantime, the demons will be killing each other off at the same time that this is going on. And then you can grasp, you can conceptualize, you can grasp, just like the Yakshava demons were conceptualizing, grasping how, what a big enemy they were facing, you know. And now we'll see what happened, how Dhruva, you know, Dhruva Maharaj dealt with his illusions that are, you know, seemingly covering, covering him. And as the sages said to him, it's the chanting of the Hare Krishna mantra. Hare Krishna. It's so nice to hear it chant with the devotees, the Srimad Bhagavatam. It's a microscopic situation where you become so satisfied. And then we can just imagine how it would be if in every house of the world everyone was doing this every evening. What the what the, what would it be like? We can't even imagine. But still, there will be people who will come and attack and try to, huh? Because that's the nature of the material world. Hare Krishna. From Subarao? Yes, Subarao. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you for ringing the transcendental alarm clock and keeping us awake on the spiritual journey. One of the gems is from the last verse. Mm. Quote, the holy name of the Lord is as powerful as the Lord himself. Therefore, simply by chanting and hearing the holy name of the Lord, many men can be fully protected from fierce death without difficulty. Thus, a devotee is saved. Daily readings, Kijar. Haribo, very nice. The purpose of the holy name is is to chant purely and get prema, Krishna, love for Krishna, and go back to the spiritual world. But even before that, even in the beginning stages, we become relieved from anxiety. Hare Krishna. And our life becomes auspicious. This is according to Rupa Goswami. Even in the beginning, these things happen. And all of us who 
who have been chanting Hare Krishna for some time, when we imagine ourselves back before we knew anything about Krishna and how much anxiety we're in, we can perceive it directly for ourselves. Just how efficient and effective the Maha Mantra is. Hare Krishna. Next is from Daitari Hari. Yes, Daitari Hari. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for tonight's reading. We heard some quite interesting statements from Prabhupada in the previous chapter. He said that if we elected leaders like Dhruva Maharaj, then all the problems of satanic government would be solved. Yeah. Satanic is quite a powerful word. It really gets the point across that we're actually living in hellish society. Yeah run by demons. Mm. The contrast between Dhruva and the leaders of the world today mm. is quite dramatic. Mm. Absolutely. Thanks for that. Thanks, Rati. Yes, Daitari. Sorry, Amazing to hear Maharaj, Dhruva Maharaj's story. Just by hearing the story of him, today society leaders get Krishna consciousness easily. <laughs> Thank you so much, Maharaj, for reading. Hare Krishna. Maharaj, I noticed you are wearing cold sweater. May you f maybe you feel cold. Please take care, Maharaj, your health nicely. We need you daily hearing Srimad Bhagavatam. Hare Krishna. Well, I, I, de I deeply appreciate your support. Thank you very much. Yeah, the weather is changing here. Changed very quickly. And an old man like me, now I, now I know why it says old people, they go south for the winter. Thank, I will take care of myself, I promise. I'm trying very hard to do that. Because I'm just as attached to reading to you all as you are to hearing it from me. I'm that attached. Hare Krishna. And from Subaram? Yes, Subaram. He says, nice floral arrangement on the altar. Yes, yes actually, Abhaya is going out and getting flowers and he's finding out the more flowers it takes from these bushes, the more flowers they produce. And so in that sense, Abai has actually become the gardener of the whole neighborhood, Hall of Hyde. He's actually, they're, they're not taking care of them. You know, there's, they'll just let these little buds die in the vine, and, and the, the, that's not good. It's not good. If you start taking the flowers, they'll m make more flowers. And the flowers will be stronger. And here's the here's the evidence in front of our eyes. But the real beauty is the forms of the Lord. Yes. That's the purpose of flowers. To, to, to decorate it. Glorify the Lord. Hare Krishna. From Daitari Hari? Yes, Daitari Hari. We also heard that one who is interested in coming to power by hook or crook cannot think of the welfare of his citizens, but only thinks of his own monetary gain and sense of prestige. 
It's interesting how this mentality doesn't even help the selfish leader who tries to look out only for himself, because being so short-sighted and limited in that kind of vision, he causes so much suffering around him and situations that end up working against him. The situation we see in Ukraine is a perfect example. Oh this. yeah, oh yeah. Now all the able-bodied men are trying to get out of Russia. <laughs> Because Putin, he doesn't care about anybody. He just wants, he wants to become the next Peter the Great. You know, Putin the Great. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any difference what, how many people are killed or what suffering they're put through. You see pictures of the, the, the remains of cities that he just completely destroys. It's barbaric completely barbaric. It's against all the laws of the international society. But what's happening is now, I don't know if you heard, but um, Modi, the Prime Minister of India, who he's counting on, he's counting on India for support, India and China. And he told him right in front of the cameras, in face to face, this is not the time for war. He actually chastised him in front of, in public, in camera. So he's, he's painted himself into a corner now. His own citizens are leaving. And now people are starting to talk. Maybe this, you know, war isn't what it's made up to be. Parents don't want to send their children. The men, young men don't want to go because it's not good. So he, it's happening just like, like uh, Daichari said. It's only for their own aggrandizement and their own power lust for power and it'll, it'll turn back on them every time it does every time they can't they can't learn because they've got no intelligence they've got no spiritual intelligence whatsoever Hare Krishna <coughs> and from Gemma yes Gemma <coughs> hello I missed you in person Guru Maharaj I am still with you. Sorry, I have been listening late. And know we are very lucky to have you in person and on time every night. You are really my personal mind reader. <laughs> I talk enough in real life. Believe me, it's not a timid personality behind these emojis. And so I like to have this quiet time just listening. Thanks for that again for all you do. And yes, the words really hit the streets now. And Lord Chaitanya's golden moon is risen high. Jai Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thanks, Jem. That was a lovely, Jema, that was a lovely uh, reflection. Thank you so much. And from Rati Manjari? Yes, Rati Manjari. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. It's one of these days again on which I am too busy and running late. However, I feel so comforted by attending your daily readings and listening to your explanations and the wisdom of the devotees. Thank you all very much. Hare Krishna, thanks to you and keep it up because you're really helping spread the Sankirtan to the, to, the, to the people. Thank you so much. Please keep it up. As usual, this is home.
hearing the Bhagavatam with the devotees is its home. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabeda Bhakta Binda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night. Same time, same place, same topic as we'll, we'll hear how Dhruva Maharaj is going to deal with this mystic powers of the Yakshas. See you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.